You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another special reports here on Legal Talk Network. My name is Alan Pierce. I'm an attorney with a law office in Salem, Massachusetts. But today's show is being recorded on location at the Workers' Injury Law and Advocacy Group Conference at the Bacara Resort in Santa Barbara, California. Joining me today is Jason Schechterly. He is our keynote speaker. Uh, welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Um, I want to introduce our audience to Jason. He's not a lawyer. We're not going to be talking about legal issues. Jason's dream growing up was to become a police officer, specifically a police officer in Phoenix, Arizona. And after serving four years in the Air Force, he achieved his goal. He was put on the streets of Phoenix as a rookie police officer. And about 14 months into his career, uh, he was at a red light responding to a possible homicide when another vehicle ran a red light, struck his car from behind at 100 miles per hour, causing Jason's car to instantly burst into flames. He was strapped in, and it took crews uh, working feverishly to save his life, and they did. However, he uh, suffered horrendous injuries. Over 50% of his body had been engulfed in these flames. At hospital, doctors worked seven or more hours to save his life. Nobody thought he would make it. He had third and fourth degree burns throughout his face and torso to the point that his own wife and best friend couldn't recognize him. He was in a coma for two and a half months, 52 surgeries later, surrounded by love and encouragement. He has recovered to build a life for himself and his wife and three wonderful children. And his story can be um, read on the, in the book Burning Shield by Landon Napoleon, available on Amazon and other retail and uh, book outlets, as well as at www.burningshield.com. So, Jason, it is an honor and a privilege for me to welcome you here to Willig, and uh, we thank you for being here and sharing your story with us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, you're the keynote speaker to a group of lawyers, yes, uh, a group of lawyers who spend our careers representing the victims of injured persons who suffer injuries in the workforce. And certainly, fortunately, so few of our clients uh, suffered uh, the type of injuries you have. And, and I know I've had clients who have suffered much less injuries and haven't been able to re- recover. And I know how difficult it, ha- it can be, not only physically, but emotionally. So tell us, what, what has driven you to be able to overcome what to probably 99% of the rest of us would have been insurmountable? Well, I, you know, first of all, I was very lucky to, that I was a little older, I was established, I had a great career, the career that I wanted, a beautiful wife and kids, and the support that I got after these injuries from my family and my friends, I never really had a chance to fail. I mean, there was some very tough times, as you can imagine, a lot of surgeries, a lot of pain, a lot of dark days, but uh, relying on my support system and my my peers in law enforcement helped me a lot, and then... You know, I come to find out that I had a, a mission with the, the injuries that I received, my Ford Crown Victoria police car bursting into flames. I soon found out that that was happening a lot across the country, and all of those officers were dying, and then I was a lot of civilians were dying. You don't hear about them as much as you do with law enforcement, but I'm the one who had a fire truck in my intersection, so I found a new reason to 
struggle through this and to become an advocate for the safety of these cars, and I spent a lot of time working on that. I'm going to ask you a question you probably get asked a lot. How much of the actual accident do you remember? I remember zero of the accident. I Probably a blessing. It, it is a blessing I, because I did not uh, – I was hit from behind at a ridiculous speed, over 100 miles an hour. I never saw the car coming, and if you can't – if you don't know the fear and the pain, then it, it is a true blessing. I took the time to put everything into place over in the future with listening to the police and fire dispatch tapes, personally interviewing the firefighters and other people who were on scene that night, and I know exactly what took place, but as far as my own memory, I have none. From your own recovery point of view, psychological point of view, did you feel you had to do that? To me, I probably, I think I might not want to do that. Tell me how important that was for you. It, it was important for me to understand exactly what took place and more from the side of these brave men and women who fought to save my life. The same with me going and talking to my doctors. You know, the, I think people tend to look at cops and firefighters and doctors and forget that these are human beings who not only face the same adversity that everybody else faces every day, but they choose to take on other people's adversity. And I wanted to take the time to speak to them, get to know what they went through, and let them see that I deeply appreciated. And the, the work they did was not for nothing. It was, it, it was a beautiful gift to me and my family. And so I spent a lot of time with them. I'm still very close friends with all of them. How old were your kids when this happened? I had a seven-year-old daughter. I had a son who turned three while I was in a coma in the hospital. And 18 months after the accident, my wife and I had another baby. Well, congratulations for that. How did they deal with this? I, I, I can only imagine. And I, I Well, the easy answer is to say that they, uh, they are much better human beings for the adversity that they faced. Now, going back to the beginning, the two kids I had at the time, they had a lot of struggles. My seven-year-old daughter, uh, she was faced with being alone a lot because... I'm in the hospital. My wife is with me a lot, and it caused her to have to grow up and, and become mature, and she focused on her schoolwork, and now she's 20 years old, a junior in college, and absolutely thriving in her life, and she's going to have a phenomenal career making a difference for uh, people in the future. My son, who turned three, is now 16, and he had a he had a lot of struggles, and he still to this day uh, has a few anxiety that are left over from the accident. But again, the biggest heart, most compassionate young man I've ever met, and it's because of what he went through. He loves everybody, he appreciates life, and he's going to make a difference in this world someday. And of course, my youngest doesn't know life any different, and he's just a great kid. Yeah. So you've had to change careers. Yes. And you are now doing something you probably never thought you would have been doing before. That's for sure. You're doing a lot of speaking. Yes. And you're doing a lot of motivational speaking. What's your message? Uh, the message is that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And the, there's not a lot of things you're in charge of in this life, but you are in charge of your attitude. You get to choose every day how you're going to feel and how you're going to react to each situation and each person that you deal with. And it's a very powerful thing to be in charge of that attitude and I just want people to understand that your human spirit can shine very brightly and you don't know that until you're faced 
with things. It might not look the way mine does. It might not feel the way mine does. But I want everybody to understand whatever you're facing today, it, it will get better. Well, uh, I am lo- so looking forward to getting to know your story more, to hearing you uh, at your keynote address uh, this evening, and also uh, going on the website or, and, and reading your book, because you've got a beautiful story to tell, and you're a beautiful man to tell it. Thank I want to so thank much. you for joining us on Legal Talk Network, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again. It's a pleasure. Thank you. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.